0: Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. And how we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to Self Care Society. I'm Carrie Shaw, and I am the host of the podcast this weekend. This week, I wish it were the weekend. It's not the weekend yet, Carrie. Um, And with me today, I have Toby Gologli. Toby is a mom, a wife, a friend, an advocate, and so much more. And we're going to get to know a little bit more about Toby today as we talk to her about self care. Welcome to the podcast, Toby. Thank you, Carrie, so much for giving me this opportunity to chat excited to, to get to know you better and hear what you have to say about self-care. Um, as you know, our first uh, question is usually about who the real person is on the outside. So R-E-E-L. Um, how do we see Toby um, from, from an external perspective? How do people see you?
1: Yeah. And I think that's when you asked me about a bio. I first was like immediately in my mind of thinking, okay, I need to rattle off. The things I've done, you know, because there's this this outside, um, well, and in, inside piece of people wanting to, I don't know, prove themselves if is the right piece or appear competent. I I think is one of those um, pieces that we do. And I backed myself off and said, nope, I'm gonna say who the real person is, and you know, that's the wife, the mom, and um, the advocate, and sister, and daughter, and all that good stuff too. But definitely those pieces. So. Um, you know, I think the outside person of me has changed incredibly. <laughs> um, as I look through the years, I, I kind of feel like I've lived two or three lives um, and how people might perceive me. Um, and it would be interesting to know that or maybe not, because, you know, I always wonder about reading people's minds would be a very dangerous thing, I think. But, <laughs> uh, so I, I have multiple roles on the um that I, that I treasure from the inside, but definitely, um, and at different hats at different times. So, um, one of them would be a, a physical therapist assistant that works with pediatric clients and their families. And that going into my 21st year of that wonderful role, um, which means it's, it's definitely a heart and soul role for me. Um, I also, along with that role, I teach dance when I get the opportunity to and dance is something in the arts, theater, and all of those fun artsy things are are very dear to me. And I use that in my treatment with the kids because it's much more fun to dance than it is to exercise. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I'm also an educator, and I think we're all educators in different ways. But um as a physical therapist assistant, I teach uh, I adjunct teach for the PT department here at Ohio University. And I also am a clinical instructor for physical therapist assistants when they come into the clinic to help them learn about pediatrics. I haven't had that opportunity recently, but that was one that I've done for several, several years. Um, I used to teach, uh, at Hocking College for the physical therapist assistant program for about 10 years. And, um, at the same time I was doing that, I was also treating children through a high university therapy associates, um, for OU. And a uh, position came about about 10 years ago, um, where I could combine those two efforts in one location. Well, I say one location, theoretically in one location, um, still multiple places. And so that was a, that was a blessing. So uh, I'm not educating at Oklahoma University going into my, um, well, it's my 22nd year overall, but my 11th year as a um, full-time employee. But I still treat kids in the schools when I get the opportunity in the clinic. Um, and then we'll just add that community health worker role right in there as well. Um, I decided to that I, I had seemed to have like this tenure role about wanting to shake things up a little bit and doing something different. <laughs> um so you and I had spoken about community health worker and you had this wonderful program going on and I thought, you know what, I want to do that program. So um that's been wonderful. Uh, what I enjoyed most about it is there nobody cared what education I had. Nobody cared where I came from and I was able to really just work with people and learn about people and network with people as people and people who support people, um, their communities. And so that was super important to me and it's been a wonderful asset. Um, so those those different hats that I wear, I usually wear all of them at the same time in many, in many situations. Um you sound like a Dr. Seuss character. I know, right?
0: I can just envision I you right. with all these hats stacked <laughs> on top of your head. I
1: do, I do feel like I think they're different colors and different shapes. <laughs> I, think, I think that that piece of being interdisciplinary and having multiple roles is just who I am. It is, I mean, I think back to all the different things I used to do when I was younger too. It's just something that I've always liked having different opportunities. And as you and I have discussed multiple times, which leads to a an issue with saying no <laughs> because when those opportunities come up to do something new or different or an engage in a different way I, I want to be right there mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah um the other piece about me I think people would probably get pretty quickly as I'm a doer um you know if there's something to do I'm, I am I want to do it and I want to um, somebody somebody brings something up as an idea and I'm on it and that's not always good, but because sometimes uh, I tend to jump the gun and not really take in everything before I I need to process a little bit better. So in my maturity, we'll call it maturity and not aging, Absolutely. I learned to try to be a little bit better about that. Um huh. and I'm still struggling with the saying no or saying maybe not right now. I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. So so From an outside perspective, you are a Dr. Seuss character with many, many hats and um, doing lots of different things all the time. And that I know that about you too. Um, And so, who are you on the inside? Who's the Toby that we don't see as often? Maybe. Um, Um, I do a really,
1: I think, a fair job of hiding any insecurities, and that is that has been. (laughs) <laughs> that has been better as I've gotten older. Um, I don't think you'll ever believe this about me, but I used to be fairly quiet. I know that shocks the world who that knows me. Um, and and the arts is how I used to um kind of feel more comfortable, like on stage, you know, dancing or in it in theater. Um, singing was never something I felt confident about. But um, and I wouldn't even say I felt confident about dancing and and theater but you could really kind of um disappear into characters and disappear into dance and and I Mm -hmm. felt very freeing from that um but I I am very uh I feel like I I definitely have always been that person that feels like they have to prove themselves um and I'm my probably worst critic for sure um and I said there's that insecurity piece that people I don't think would ever Feel like that's me. And that's, and that's, I, I try really hard to hide that. But I think as, um, I've gotten older and as an educator and I meet with students and I meet with, um, I work with non-traditional and traditional students there and, and families, you know, there's a time and a place and an appropriate way to show that part of yourself to let them know that you're human. Um, and and you don't have it all together all the time. And there's not, there's nothing life, like I will call them life explosions to make that very real. Um, and I, I do, I have a hard time of asking for help. Um, I have a very hard time of asking for help because I feel like I should have it all under control. Um, so I think that those opportunities that we have in life where people are offering to help or people are there and that's part of the self-care piece, right, is is saying, okay, you know what? I can't do this by myself right now. And it would be really great if you would just take a few minutes to listen or it would be really great if we could go for a walk or whatever that is, you know, um, or watch, watch a movie together or whatever it is, just and laugh and cry and those kinds of things. It's like, I have to give myself permission to do that. Um, I also think part of that is, When you have all of that build up for years, whatever that might be that you're bringing in, you're almost afraid to let your defenses down. Um, Trust is a part of it, but it's also a part of once I let that down and people see the real me, will they um, think of me differently? You know? Um,
0: Yeah. So do you ever, um, this is just something that came up maybe from my own personal experience. is this related at all to like imposter syndrome? Do you ever have imposter syndrome? You know, I, 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 it's funny that you
1: brought that up because I was just noticing a webinar came across my email today and I laughed when I looked at it. I was like, oh, hmm, you might know a little bit about that. No, I, I don't know what the clear definition of that is. I'm definitely not a different person with people. I just think when it comes to those um, nuances where I feel a little bit vulnerable, I tend to hide those pieces. I'm not one to be afraid to ask for help in terms of when it impacts others. Does that make sense? Yes. When, mm-hmm. when I'm working with a patient and I'm like, I have no idea what we need to do to make this physical therapy treatment better. I need set of eyes. I have no problem asking for help when it comes to how it impacts others. I just don't do it well for myself. You know, um, that's really hard for me. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of the the world we live in, um, what you and I do for a living, right? You're a social worker, you're a community health worker, you're all these things and you're a mom and you're a daughter and, and and I'm those things too. And it's like, let's keep it together because I need people to perceive that I've got control of this. When the truth is, we really don't have control of anything. Mm-hmm. Um and I think admitting that is super important sometimes. And I'm not good at saying, look, life is out of control. Um, I've tried to get away from the, wor- the phrase, I'm fine. Because, you know, when you pass people and they're like, hey, how are you? Oh, and you're lying. <laughs> there may be a day where you're not fine. Um, right. So I shocked people lately. Today was one of them where I got into a meeting and they were like, hey, just are you? And I was like. Yeah, feeling like an overwhelmed mess, you know, and it was just like everybody kind of was like, oh, and I think we don't know what to say to that,
0: you know. Right.
1: Um, even
0: then, though we've all been there, <laughs> yeah. Well, and we're all there at different points, right? Mm-hmm. I think
1: we need to give ourselves permission to be able to say that, and then for people to go, I am sorry. What can I do? Or I am sorry. Um, or not even I am sorry, but just acknowledge. Yep, been there, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just that piece. So I'm trying to get better. About that, but um, you know, life has brought different challenges for sure. I've grown. I've tried to grow from them, but it's it's also those challenges, whether it be relational. Um, you know, I've tried to turn those into pieces where maybe I can advocate for somebody because I know from my experience. Um, okay, this is what I dealt with. Never projecting my experience on someone else, but rather acknowledging. Hey, you know, we've all been there. Um, how can I help? What what do you need to do? Do you need me to listen? Um, do you need to bounce ideas off me? Do you need to scream? Do you need to cry? What do you need to do? Um, and giving people that that permission to be able to do that safely so they don't feel like you're judging them or <laughs> you are saying, Wow, you really have lost it. You know, those kinds of things. <laughs> we, we all have those moments, right? No um mm-hmm. But I also keep telling myself, when you go through different challenges in your in your life, it informs the way you deal with other people. And so I that's try tries to be the healthy way that I acknowledge those times where I'm like, wow, okay, one more thing. Um, I do have a a, a faith-based approach to my life. Um, it is definitely gone through ups and downs. Um and challenges my faith when things are really when i really struggle but that's all part of faith and i think no matter where your faith is or your belief systems are they're challenged at times right that's why we call it faith <laughs> so um yeah i will say that that's definitely at at my core um and i just keep going that's the other thing is i don't have a tendency to stop
0: that could be healthy or unhealthy i guess yeah I bow
1: yeah.
0: through, right? I've noticed that about you. I, I know <laughs> you've been going through some hard things in the past two years. And um, I've just been always surprised that you were there. And um, you're just, I see you as a very strong person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so Toby, how do you, um, what is your self-care like? Ah, uh, it's bad. No, um, I, I and I will own
1: that. It is, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, we we have these community health worker panels, and I educate the community health worker class, and I teach these students, and and I'm always telling them, you gotta take care of yourself. You gotta take care of yourself. And then as I hear myself saying that, I'm like, yeah, Toby, <laughs> way to go. That's you know. So I think, uh, it, it's it's complicated, and I think self care is a different thing to different people. I don't think it has to be some complicated trip or some complicated planning because that just adds more stress if you're planning. It does. It can't. There. Yeah. Um, so I have a really beautiful opportunity where I live to just sit outside and listen. Um, and I try to go out during the day when I'm home and and take that minute to just shut up, which is hard for me. Um, be quiet and listen and then just look around at how pretty and beautiful the world is and and be thankful that I can enjoy that moment um so something really simple like that for me is a self-care moment and I think it's moments of self-care like yes yeah, Bob day is fantastic but um <laughs> in reality that's another scheduled event right exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, if you do take that time, you're like, I just feel guilty because I took five minutes to go do something. So, I think those moments of self care um, tend to be a little more impactful. Um, you know, if I had my way, I'd go sit at the beach all day. That would be fantastic. That's <laughs> my ultimate self care is is the beach because I love to just sit there and listen to the waves and enjoy the sun. And that is a calm place for me. But um, you know. We live
0: in Ohio. So. Right, have <laughs> a lot of beaches. <laughs> Not an option. Yeah, I was just having a conversation earlier today about um, how self care can just be those small moments, and and you know, it sounds it sounds trite or it sounds like artificial, but it's true and it's evidence based that if you take just even a few minutes, it can regulate you and kind um, of get you back to to a better place and. Um, for me, I'm always thinking about our pathways and how we're developing those pathways in our brain. And so, you know, just the more that we are able to carve out a few minutes here and there, um, the easier it is to get to that quiet place in our minds. Um, so it, it's, it's practice. Right? Yes. Got it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's very mindful. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, Like I said, I enjoy dance and those moments where I get to share my love of dance and the arts with others. That's also a self-care moment because it's like, ah, I get to share something I love. And I had the opportunity recently to um, teach some teens with different abilities, uh, dance and and incorporate the PT students. And and it was just it was so much fun. It was just so much fun. And so that was a self-care moment, too, because just watching people enjoy moving. And not worrying about anything other than just moving was just so therapeutic for everybody. Well, it was for me. I'm hoping it was for them. I, I I think they enjoyed themselves. But those moments, too, where you just have that moment of, I don't know, laughing at the dinner table with your family or um, being in the car and your 18-year-old son is telling you silly jokes and whatever. And you just laugh. You know, those moments I treasure. Um those are the moments we need to to really think about mindfully and say okay I had that moment it's small but it's it means a lot you know um my my dogs I love my dogs and I know you have one because I see it walking around
0: Um, I'm petting her right now yeah
1: and that's (laughs) the other, like taking a moment to just pet your pet um you know squish their little cute furry face or whatever (laughs) that is that's that's a moment we'll we'll not get back and I think that's the piece that I really like working with the children and their families because there's so many of those moments, even when I'm seeing them for a reason that's not, you know, great. Uh, I'm trying to help, you know, and um, there are times when we're really struggling, but those silly little moments. And I think that's something that I try to, I I definitely use humor, um, hopefully appropriately, but I take it <laughs> to joke when I'm really stressed about stuff. Like I make a joke about something because that's my way of um, coping, uh, and, and hopefully just making people laugh in a moment appropriately that is a little stressful
0: can sometimes cut through that a little bit. Yeah. Um, in I think Toby, yeah, you bring a lightness wherever you are. I mean, even when you're not making jokes, you're always sunny and, um, create this space that is joyful. Um, thank
1: you you're welcome that's a huge compliment and I and I will treasure that because you know I try to do that um definitely you just if you can't laugh at yourself too like those are the moments that (laughs) if you can't laugh at yourself then really get over it because it's just not (laughs) worth being serious all the time
0: (laughs) so Toby, do you have any final words for us I mean you've shared a lot of stuff. Good at talking,
1: huh? Um I just I don't know. Um, as you alluded to, the last few years have been super hard. And I think it's it does boil down for me to treasuring those times that we plow through life at a hundred miles an hour. Um taking those times to acknowledge, hey, that was a really good piece of chocolate, or that was a really funny joke or whatever taking those times to just acknowledge those small things um you know have that childlike awe again you know where kids just see something you know the old you buy them all these gifts and all they care about is the wrapping paper thing um you know enjoy those moments and and so don't take them for granted because you honestly don't know when when or if you're going to have another moment like that um and I think those are the the pieces that I would bring to mind because you know you could do a million things in this world. It really doesn't matter um how much you do and how much approval you have, um what you ha- what I hope to leave is um that people when uh <laughs> they think of my goofiness, you know, it brings a smile to their face. So they think of something silly I said or something goofy I did or that I was human and that I own that and hopefully gave them some peace and some comfort in some way Um, that's what I want the legacy I want to leave Um, not a serious controlled over processing person which is how I feel a lot of the time Um, so those are the things that I think you know what is your legacy what do you want to leave people thinking of when they when somebody Mm mentions your name? that's really important to me um, and I've been so blessed and so honored to interact with so many different people in so many different ways that, that that's what, that's what I hope that they're left with.
0: I love that Toby. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. Thanks for Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, once again, this is Toby Galogly, and she, um, is here to talk, but she's spent the, um, time with us talking about all kinds of. Ways that she just makes the world a sunnier place. And we're so thankful for that, Toby. Thank um, you. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Self Care Society Podcast. Hope you can join us again next week. Remember, it's not selfish, it's self care. Have a good week. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish, it's self care.